everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Bremer. I'm a lawyer in Phoenix. I'm also a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, amateur restaurant critic, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners, and we deal with time management issues and tips for living your best life. So the topic that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, and we're on week five of it, is my semi-sabbatical and the four trips, five trips total that I've taken between the middle of August through the end of September. So I just got back from LA, so I want to pick up where we left off last time, which was when I got back from New Orleans on a, let's see, it was a Friday night, and my husband picked me up at the airport, and my daughter and her baby were in the car, and the baby was funny the whole way home. He kept talking to me, and his mouth was in a little circle, and he kept talking and talking, We made a few stops um, on the way back, and I was drooping on the way home. I have this thing where I always have to unpack, and I walked around like a zombie putting stuff away. And keep in mind, I was leaving Monday again for my L.A. trip, and I started laundry because I hate how gross my clothes are after I travel. Why do I always feel so much dirtier after a trip? My husband was saying, what's wrong with you? And I was just saying, I don't know, just tired. I couldn't smile or chat or anything. And so I laid down and I had that weird feeling where you're so exhausted that you can't even sleep. So I finally drifted off and I woke up in the middle of the night and I still felt insane. And I had to get up at six on Saturday morning. And so as I record this, it's Friday the 13th. So happy Friday the 13th. I hope everyone's having a good day. Um, And this was last Friday, um, the 6th, and then on the morning of the the 7th. And I had to get up at 6 on Saturday because I had this stupid mandatory training, which I usually have every year in September. Every once in a while, it's in October, or one year it was in December, but September is the time they usually do it. And it's always on a Saturday. I got up and I felt okay and somewhat rested, but I clearly wasn't. So I packed up my car and I ran to the office to grab a stack of mail to look through during my training. My training wasn't interactive. It was more me sitting and listening uh, along with another group of people, a large group of people who were sitting and listening. So I wanted to use my time as a way to catch up a little bit. It was I was leaving the office and ready to get on the highway, I realized I didn't have my laptop. And usually for this training, I leave super early and I get there early since it's just in downtown Phoenix, which on a Saturday morning only takes me about 30 minutes to get there with no traffic. And for this particular day, I left at the last possible minute because I arrived home late the night before. Now I had to go back home and get my laptop from my house. And I made a judgment call that it would be a waste of time for me to be without my laptop for a four-hour seminar. I knew I had a ton of emails from the night before because as my plane took off on Friday night, I ran out of time to answer emails. 
I answered emails the whole way to the airport on Friday afternoon and before the flight took off from New Orleans. It was ridiculous, and I still didn't get to all my emails. And remember, this is after I stayed on top of my emails my entire trip. So I grabbed my laptop on Saturday morning from the house, and I try to leave, and the ramp near my house is closed, so I had to head north before I could head south into to downtown. Then there was another detour, and I had to get off the highway two exits before my exit for my training, and then there was construction in front of the training. I was 20 minutes late, but apparently lots of other people had that as a problem. I attended the training and listened and took notes, but also answered emails, went through some mail, reviewed a brief contract, and as I've said in prior podcasts, I hate multitasking because it's not effective, but I really didn't have a choice. I was buried under mail, messages, work from my staff that they had completed and needed me to look at, and I also had, um, I was only going to be home on that Saturday and then Sunday before I left again on Monday. I went to the office for a couple of hours after my seminar on Saturday too. So on Saturday afternoon, I went to church and I always go with my father-in-law and I brought him back to my house after church and we were watching the baby for my daughter. My older daughters went to a memorial for their friend. It was a poor 25-year-old kid who died of cancer after having it for years like you know he would go into remission for a little bit and seem like he was getting better and then and then he died and how can that be you know he um has a gofundme page called helping austin fight cancer it was established when he was still fighting cancer and now it's helping his family with expenses if anyone would like to donate Um, We were that evening on Saturday night, we were going to go see It Chapter 2, but then when I looked at the times for it, I figured out it was a three-hour movie, and there was no way I was going to be able to stay up for a three-hour movie after everything that had been going on, the travel, the training, all the stuff I needed to do. So I passed out like 9.30 p.m. It's ridiculous how tired I am. Since I was still on New Orleans time, which was a two-hour difference, I woke up at 6.30 on Sunday, like a shot, like just shot out of bed. And the girls and I had talked, my girls, and I had talked about doing a movie first thing before we celebrated my dad's birthday. We were all meeting at my brother's house in the early afternoon. And I really didn't think they would get up and want to want to go Um, but they did and they all started calling me so I took an amazingly quick shower and I ran out the door we missed the previews and got there about five minutes into the movie and I did a review of the movie last week so I won't go over it again but it was a great movie lots of fun scary scenes but again my complaint that I have for many many movies is it was too long. And at three hours, this was way too long. They could have easily cut, I would say, 40 minutes. So I had made vegetarian chili in the morning so I could bring it to my brother's for my dad's birthday. I have a really big family. You know, my my brother has kids. I have kids. My sister-in-law lives here now. She has kids. Our kids are adults. One of the kids has a kid. And, you know, our, our parents are here. My husband's 
dad lives here now. My parents live here. So we have lots of celebrations, which is a blessing. So we hung out at my brother's and watched football. And 5 p.m., I had to go back to the office to get ready for the next day and for leaving on Monday night. So because I'm doing this travel, and, and like I said, the reason for doing this sabbatical is trying to figure out what I want to do with my business, what I want to do with myself, how I want to organize my personal life, um, it, the whole reason I'm doing this. So I only have a few days in the office for a month, so I'm trying to be super efficient with my time. So on Monday, I scheduled six meetings in a three-hour period and scheduled the afternoon for cleanup and phone calls and packing. I scheduled my flight at a stupid at a stupid time. Um, it was 7.45 p.m. Like, who flies that late? It was fine, but I felt like my day was always running out. Like, as I was working, um, I always felt that I had to be, like, on the, on the go. And this was the first time I flew on an airline called JSX. It used to be called JetSuite X, but they rebranded, and now it's just JSX. And it's a very weird concept. You don't go to the regular airport. You go to their hangar, which is near the airport. You check your bag, and you go through their security process, and you just wait in the lobby until, you, until they tell you to get on the plane. You can get there 20 minutes before your flight leaves. It's so weird, but it's amazing not to deal with TSA. The lobby has coffee and snacks mix. There's only 30, 30 seats on the flight. It's small, and I was a bit nervous when I first saw the plane, but the flight was smooth, and they do give you free drinks, and it's good alcohol. Like the vodka was uh, Kettle One, and all the other alcohol was a nice brand. They also had a nice selection of gourmet snacks on the plane, and the seats are... So there's 10 seats that are singles, and then there's 20 seats that are doubles. And I had booked a single seat, and it was nice to not have a seat companion. And there, it's plenty of leg room. The seats are just regular, but there's definitely more leg room than a regular flight. I booked a flight the next day for my daughter and the baby to fly out on the same airline. And originally she wasn't bringing the baby, so that's why she was coming after me because she didn't want to be, you know, away from, from her baby. So I, um, on the way there, I was, I'm still watching Dead to Me on Netflix, so I definitely recommend that. I gave up on the show In the Dark. Um, maybe try it. I, like my daughters love it. They swear by it. It just wasn't a show for me. A show I really like, too, is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. So it's just how it's described. He picks up comedians, and they get in his car, and they go get coffee. And Jerry Seinfeld is just naturally funny. And I watched two episodes. I watched the Eddie Murphy episode and the Sarah Jessica Parker show. I always thought that Eddie Murphy was like a weirdo recluse, but he seems really sweet and loves his kids. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker seemed to me like she would be the best 
best friend ever to have. She talked a lot about her childhood, and she grew up around the same time as me. And then I restarted season three of Scream, and it's really good. Scream the TV show. So I was landing at like 10 p.m. So it wasn't even a real day in California. This whole time as I had booked this, I had this vision of me going to a comedy club late at night. But who was I kidding? I went to bed and tried to sleep in, but I woke up at 6.30 a.m. Because I had nowhere to be and my daughter wasn't flying in until the afternoon, of course I woke up with a headache. I was worried that I was getting sick because I just felt run down. I heard from my daughter and she said she wasn't sure if she was going to come because she didn't feel well. I said, don't push it. I said, it's one of my biggest fears that I'll be somewhere and get sick and need to travel home while being sick or being unable to travel. And she was bringing the baby. So I didn't want her to feel terrible or if she was sick, would she get the baby sick? I was just all around worried. She said she felt better after she started moving around and I was FaceTiming with her all morning and she really did look good. Um, you know, as we were talking. Because I was up early, I decided to go to the Paramount Paramount Studio Tour. I'd never been on it before, and it was sort of far from where I was, but I didn't realize. In miles, it was only like 12 miles, but with LA traffic, it was almost an hour. I had a nice Uber driver, but he was super, super chatty, and not in a way where you're having a conversation together. He was just talking at me, So I just started saying things like, great, that's cool, wonderful, because it really didn't matter what I said. He was just chatting and chatting away. I would really recommend the Paramount Tour. It's really intimate. I think the most you can have in your tour group is about seven people, and my group was five. There were fun stops around the studio, and it was about two hours long. I also got to see Dr. Phil, like actual Dr. Phil, he just finished taping his show and walked by my tour and said hi to all of us. And my tour guide was so stoked because she had never seen him before in person. Um, Afterwards, I went to the gift shop and bought this little paper mobile that had this cute Halloween characters. My favorite one was the Grim Reaper. I thought it might be fun for the baby at the hotel. On the way back at the from the tour, I stopped at a restaurant called Veggie House, which is a vegan restaurant that I always stop at when I'm in town, and it was delicious as usual. It really is a tiny house. It's called Vegan Veggie House, and it's a tiny house, and it has like five tables. I had soup because I still felt run down, and it was a real pick-me-up. Lily and the baby got to the hotel about 3 p.m., so we changed and fed the baby and went to Universal Studios. Lily kept saying she was freezing, and it was warm out, like 80, not Arizona warm, but warm, not some, not where someone should be freezing. We decided to go to the lower lot because Jurassic World was open. The new Jurassic Park water ride um, is updated, and so they've updated it to match the movie's Jurassic World. So there was like a video that had uh, Chris Pratt on it and, and the new dinosaurs. I went first on the ride because Lily wanted to see how wet I got because she was starting to feel sick again. I went on and I was soaked, like disgustingly soaked. So if you're going, be prepared or get a poncho. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it wouldn't be terrible and my jeans were soaked, my shirt, it was the worst. Then all of a sudden, 
um, it was like 5.30 p.m. And the, car, and the park closes at 6. So we left with the plan to come back the next day. We were going to order in food along with formula for the baby. So we had the formula um, brought by Postmates, but we never ate. My daughter asked me to feel her head and she was burning up. I went to the gift shop at the hotel and got her a leave and brought a few snacks and waters. I was super worried about the baby thinking he might get a fever too. She was up all night tossing and turning. Plus I'm thinking, now I'm going to get a fever. Lily's skin was all red and welty. Then she got up and felt like after she slept the whole night, she got up and felt not bad. She Her fever, she like sweated it out. So we had breakfast at the hotel restaurant, which was really very good for that type of thing. And then we hung around the hotel for a while just watching some Netflix. I was moving to a different hotel for the afternoon um, because... Um, I wanted to spend one night at the Chateau Marmont on Sunset Boulevard. I'd been reading about this hotel for so many years, and I wanted one night there. And if you prepay, the rate is not too, too terrible. Um, And if you're staying during a weekday, definitely not so bad. So we checked out of the Marriott and went to the Chateau Marmont, and the room wasn't ready. So we went to the restaurant, which I was dying to go to. It was really good. We split roasted artichokes and avocado toast. It was simple but delicious. It was expensive but like regular expensive. And splitting a few things made it very affordable. My daughter was starstruck by the whole experience um, of being in such a fancy hotel with uh, like the old Hollywood feel. And while I was getting my keys for my room, Stephen Dorff, um, who's an actor who wasn't a lot of 90s movies, walked up to the desk. I think I heard something about him that he lives at the Chateau Marmont most of the time. Lily was so, so Lily was like walking around looking at stuff. So she missed Dr. Phil because she wasn't there yet. And she missed Stephen Dorff. She was really, really bummed about Dr. Phil. When you pull up into the Chateau Marmont, there's a small garage with these amazing cars. And the whole whole hotel is, is very little. They're like 60 or 70 rooms and a few bungalows surrounding the property, including the bungalow where John Belushi died in the 80s. Google the hotel and there are fun articles about famous people who stayed there, including Gene Harlow, Clark Gable, Jim Morrison, Beyonce and Jay-Z had a secret party there one year, I think, during the Oscars. Uh, Lindsay Lohan got banned from there for a while. Just a lot of crazy stories. The room itself was crazy, like crazy, fun, amazing, old Hollywood. And the room key was an actual key, not a key card. It was set up like a small apartment which initially the building was supposed to be apartments. It had a small kitchenette, big closet space, a dressing area, a sofa, a dining area, and some really fun personal touches. There was stationery on the desk that had my name on it. It said Florence Brummer in residence. So anytime you go there, they'll have stationery waiting for you with your name on it. I can't use it. I put it in my... um, scrapbook because 
I was just so tickled by the experience. Plus, there was an iPod in the room with a fun mix of music. I just let it play on shuffle. There was some um, foreign songs, songs from the 50s, the 60s, jazz songs. It was lovely. The hotel itself uh, feels a little haunted. There was a door behind the refrigerator. (coughs) Excuse me. And I'm like, where does the door go to? (laughs) There was a sealed pantry. It reminded me a bit of the rooms that Jack Nicholson and his family stayed in during in the, the Shining during the movie. We did not make it back to Universal to use Lily's second day ticket. The whole day got away from us and Lily and the baby had to leave around four to catch their flight. They just came to spend a day with me while I was on my trip. It is so much hard to do that with a baby, that's for sure. But he's so cute and luckily he didn't get a fever and it was a nice time. So now to talk about how work is going during all of this. So Renee, my legal assistant, was out Monday through Wednesday for some personal business. So poor Tanya, my associate attorney, was on her own. I tried as hard as possible to be available for her. We texted and emailed a lot. I did some scheduling for a few meetings on Friday before I leave for my my next trip to Seattle I had hundreds of emails that I tried to keep on top of. I would work on emails in the mornings and evenings. On Wednesday morning, um, when Lily was showering, I worked on emails. It would take me about two hours per day to get through through emails. This was definitely something that I was trying to avoid. I did not want to be tied to emails. Emails become the bane of my existence. On one hand, It's so convenient. If I need to get a document to a client or another attorney, I can email it. Like, how easy is that? Um, But then so much comes in through the email. I also needed to work on a demand letter um, for a client. So I was just generally feeling kind of bummed. And as I was, um, had an evening at myself, by myself at the Chateau, it was, Uh, September 11th, and I definitely felt like I was not getting anywhere in my sabbatical in terms of thinking about my business and personal life. There was still too much of the day today grind to get to the point where I could really think about anything. So my last day in LA was super relaxing. I went to bed early after going back to the Chateau Bar and seeing if I could spot any celebs. It really looked to me like a lot of people who were also hoping to see celebs or be seen. So I went to bed early. I read in bed for a while and that is such a luxury for me. I didn't have dinner because they had left a bowl of grapes in the room and that seemed good enough to me. Um, I feel like I've been having bigger meals and you know eating out more doing this. So I'm trying not to spend every minute eating, although there's so many delicious food choices in LA. On Thursday morning, I woke up naturally around five, but decided forget that. Um, I got up at 630 when the sun was up and walked down Sunset Boulevard for a bit. But the hotel is kind of in a sketchy area with not a lot of things to see. So I went back into the hotel and went to the gym for a bit. It's kind of a creepy gym, but like fun creepy. It's on the top floor of the hotel with small windows at the roof peak. Um, I went back to the room, ordered some room service, a pot of coffee, toast, potatoes, 
it was so great and relaxing just to have this nice, quiet room service meal. And because they it's set up like a small apartment, there was actually a table that you could sit at instead of eating on your bed or eating at a desk. I took a bath. I read some more. I finally finished the JFK Jr. book that I've been reading called The Reluctant Prince. It's such a good book. It's a brand new book that came out on the 20th anniversary of his death with a lot more insight into JFK Jr. His story and his wife's story makes me so sad. And um, I think there just could have been so much more that he could have done. I wanted late checkout, but it wasn't available, so I had to be done by noon. I grabbed all my luggage, had them store store it. I went for a blowout at Dry Bar. I was so tired of my California humid hair. I use Dry Bar many times when I'm traveling because everywhere else is just so um, more humid, and a lot of times a blowout maybe can last a couple of days. My hair is so fine that I really need to shampoo it daily but sometimes with a um a blowout I can make it last a little bit longer it's $40 for the blowout you can have coffee while you're getting a blowout and they also give you like the world's nicest shampoo like where they scrub and massage your head I always recommend getting a reservation if you go to dry bar um walk they do walk-ins but it's 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 really hard to get a walk-in there I then wanted to have a final LA lunch, so I was trying to look at a few places with some vegan choices. I narrowed it down to three restaurants, and I decided on Trejo's Tacos, which has several locations around LA. It's owned by the actor Danny Trejo, who's been in a million movies. He's been in the Machete movies, just a ton of movies. He usually plays a bad guy, um, but he always seemed like he was really friendly. They have... Um, vegan taco choices and I was there eating and reading a book and Danny Trejo walks in so I went and I got a picture with him and I asked him to FaceTime with my daughter and grandchild he was such a nice gentleman he said to the baby I'm your uncle machete and my um, daughter was just dying because I ran into three celebs and she missed them all during the um during the time either she wasn't there or she had went home or she was standing somewhere else um it just was crazy also if you're in um hollywood i recommend a bookstore called book soup it's an uh like a hipster bookstore like a very old um location um young people work work there they have the uh you know like where the people who work there will give you uh, recommendations for books. Um, it's a couple doors down from the Viper Room, if you've ever heard of that. Um, it's where River Phoenix died on the sidewalk. And all these years of going to LA, I had never seen the Viper Room and then actually got to see it. It's just sort of a small uh, storefront, like right on Sunset Boulevard. doesn't look like much of anything. So I don't usually buy books because of my love for the library, which I talk about a lot on the show, but I also have a love of independent bookstores. I would love to own one, but they can't make it, and I'm a lawyer with a law firm, so I have to do that. I bought the book um, on the TV show Friends called I'll Be There For You. 
And I started reading it um, as I was finishing up my trip in LA and I got through a hundred pages really quick. If you like the show Friends, then you will really like this book. It has so many fun facts and I justified buying the books by thinking that my daughters would all like to read it. I flew home again on Jess. I flew home on uh, J- JSX, and again, I have to recommend it. No wait, you just get on. However, my problem was that I'm so conditioned to get to the airport early that I was there an hour early. If I fly it again, I feel more comfortable that I will get there at the last pop- possible moment. It's so enjoyable to know that you can just walk in. So I got home on Thursday night. And I had a full day at the office on Friday. I had literally scheduled 10 meetings from 11 to 4. And I had given my staff, like one of the things with being gone is the time that I'm there, I have given them a little schedule where they can schedule people. So usually I do all my own scheduling. So now I have myself, my legal assistant, and my associate all scheduling in these time slots. And there were a couple where there were meetings on top of each other. I didn't think I would make it through, but I got to the office at 8 a.m. I spent three hours opening mail, catching up with the staff, cleaning up emails and returning calls, and then 11 to 4 nonstop meetings. Like I felt very, very productive. And so it's Friday night as I record this. It's 10.15. I had just spent a couple of hours with my family. Um, my family is not so much into me being gone. (laughs) Um, they're, they're not liking not having me around. I miss them like crazy when I'm gone. And, um, I think this is something where I'm kind of getting it out of my system and don't know, I don't know if I'll do this again. Like, you know, it's, I'm smack in the middle of it, so it's hard to tell. And I've also done this thing where I'm like, doing back-to-back trips. Like, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Just my mind's kind of spinning. I'm leaving again tomorrow, Saturday, to go to Seattle with my husband. So I will report back next week and let you know how it's going. In the meantime, uh, you can find my podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can also... Find me on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette, and you can find me on my website at www.brummerlaw.com. Have a great and wonderful week, and I will be back next week with a new show.